This is episode number 92 of The Ship's Podcast with Harry Waller. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McCandrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. everybody welcome to yet another episode of the ships podcast episode number 92 we're getting super close to that 100 mark i have an incredible guest joining us on the ships podcast today he is a fellow actor and his name is harry waller who is a british actor who is now based in new york city In the UK, Harry has worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company and in London's West End and at many of the UK's top regional theaters. Since moving to New York in 2017, he has appeared off-Broadway in Puffs at New World Stages, which was an amazing production. I had the opportunity to see it. It was so good. And... He has also worked with New York companies like Life Jacket Theater Company and the Shakespeare Forum. Most recently, he played Peter in Life Jacket's newest production, The Gorgeous Nothings, in association with Tectonic Theater Project. In 2019, Harry became the associate director of Bard City, a theater company run by RSC director Owen Horsley, The company is based in both New York and London, with a focus on training and education in classical theater and developing new and innovative responses to Shakespeare. In May, he will be taking his cabaret play, The Fest Show, to the Brighton Fringe Festival. So I am really excited to share this episode with Harry with you all. In this episode, we talk a lot about the importance of focus, especially when it comes to an acting career. We talk about how acting is about humanity and how at its core, it's about human interaction and storytelling. We discuss how theater validates experience, how an acting career can challenge your identity, and to never belittle the work that you do. We also discuss the importance of creation, of creating your own work, and what that means in your own career. So this is a great episode with fellow actor Harry Waller. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who you think it might resonate with, whether they be an actor or not. So without further ado, let me please introduce Harry Waller. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest is Harry Waller. Harry, thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. You and I got acquainted because we had a class that we took with Devin Shackett, who has actually also been on this podcast has before. She? she has. Oh, she has. I love Devin. She's yeah, her, her episode was a little while back. And uh, just having seen your work before, you were definitely someone that 
I wanted to have on the show as a fellow actor mm -hmm. and to really dive into your perspective on really what it means to be an actor, but also how that has helped us and humanity and and the world in general uh, connect on a, a deeper and more meaningful level. So I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah, cool. I, well, I love the uh, theme of your podcast. I think it's such an interesting topic to explore. So yeah, looking forward to it. So I'm wondering if you could just start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Maybe where are you from and what led you on the path that you're now pursuing today? Uh, well, I'm from uh, the UK, if you can't tell, um, <laughs> and uh, from a little, well, me medium-sized town called Ipswich. Uh, and I spent probably 10 years in London uh, working as an actor, um, did tours, worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company, um, and other theatre things. And then I um, moved over here three years ago. Uh, I was uh, to marry my husband. Oh, nice! Congratulations! Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's what I I came here for uh, for him really. Uh, so um, I think it's always amazing, especially in New York, where just hearing people's stories about how they came here. I'm originally from Philadelphia, which isn't too oh. far away. But a big reason why I moved here was because my girlfriend, now fiance, lived up here. And I also moved up here three years ago as well. Oh, good. So, okay, cool. so I, I absolutely, you know, I'm on, a, on a similar timeline, although I wasn't coming from as far away, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, where was that small town that you grew up in? Uh, it's called Ipswich. It's on uh, towards the East Coast. It's about an hour and a half away from London. So, oh, okay. you know, pretty. So, so just outside there. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, everything's much smaller there and, so and how has been i guess you've been here in new york city for three years now how has that adjustment been because it is it is i mean london's obviously a, a very big city as well but i imagine it's it's very different it's really different and i um i spent a lot of time in london uh you know i trained just outside london um for three years and then i lived there for i mean i guess close to 10 years and uh, it's a it's a vibrant, busy, big city, very like New York in lots of ways. But I would say New York is faster yeah. and busier and more hectic and louder. And <laughs> um, and in terms of uh, the acting industry, it's uh, a lot bigger as well and more saturated and and all of that good stuff so it's uh it was it was a big adjustment for me actually uh coming here um you know and also because i'd spent so long there as an adult establishing kind of who i was in london i think it was quite a big shift to kind of come here and go oh who am i now here um in a in a new country you know in a new city and with my um, with my husband because we we've been long distance for four and a half years. Oh wow! Um, I mean, we'd been together in he lived in London for a while, and we were together. Is he, in London. He's American, I assume. Yeah, he's yeah. from Minnesota, um, and he works in theatre as well. So he, you know, when he when his visa ran out in the UK, and he came back to America, he was like, "Well, the only place that I can really go to is New York." Um, so yeah, so we're we're so that's yeah, it's a strange strange uh, life. Yeah. Um, but exciting it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm it's uh, it was a it was a big shift for me. Um but yeah, very exciting. Lots of 
I've had to learn so much about myself, um, you know, because I was 30 when I moved here. So uh, I think it would be very different coming here at 18 or 21 and like learning everything fresh. But like, I think it's actually, it's kind of, it's strange being a bit older and going, oh, I'm, I've, I felt like I knew a lot of stuff already. And then coming here and going, oh no, I, I know nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, it's a, it's a good mentality to have though, like to always have this mindset of always be learning. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and always be discovering new things. And yeah, I mean, especially in New York, there's always, I feel like there's always something new to discover, always new people to meet, always new experiences to have. It's 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 kind of crazy, actually, when you take a step back and really look at it. It's it's so, um, there's so many people and so many different types of people and so many different things going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you couldn't possibly learn it all and it's and in terms of the industry as well the acting industry it's a completely different system here to the system that we had where I where I'm I you know got used to how it works in the UK and coming here I'm like oh actually no everything works in a, in a totally different way I've, um, I've heard that there are a lot of differences we actually have a lot of actors who who tune into this show maybe just briefly can uh, can you describe some of those differences uh at least well, maybe the prevalent ones yeah sure uh so in theater industry there's a difference between so we have a version of equity in the uk um it's called equity and uh but it works in a very different way uh so equity here is i guess what you call a closed shop um in terms of they when you're a member uh you can only do work that is an on an equity contract in theater whereas in the uk um you you even if you're an equity member you are free to do whatever work you want to do you know for example if you're having like a a year where things aren't going as well like you could take a job that pays you less money than equity would uh, approve of um they might say oh you know you should advocate for more money for yourself but they're not going to stop you from doing that job right um and in, and similarly if you're non-equity in the uk if you're not a member you, there's nothing stopping you from working at the highest level in theater and not becoming a member wow um, you know you'll probably get a knock on your door uh you know from <laughs> from from me probably when i was <laughs> when i was younger you know saying oh sorry uh i know you're the lead in this very fancy play um but um equity have asked me to come and uh, ask you why you're not a member and would you like to sign up <laughs> uh so, so that's a i think that's a bit bit different um and uh, we don't. Another big difference in terms of theatre is we in the UK. There's n not really any open calls. Like there's, really, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh huh. Yeah. No, wow. it's all done pretty much all done from um, uh, agent submissions. So you know, to be an actor, it's really important to have an agent in the UK. Um, and it's so it's very hard to self submit because you can't see what is casting when and who to submit to. Um, uh, and then everything's done by appointment. You know. So we do, there's just a totally different culture. We don't have like you can't go and sign up and wait online to get seen for something. Interesting. Um, there's no it just just doesn't it's not a culture of that. So there was that whole transitional period then when you moved here and kind of figuring out how the whole system works. I was like, what is an EPA? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what what is this? Um, but it's it's great. It's like yeah, you learn 
learning new skills. And I, what's great about the industry here is that you have, as an individual, you have so much more agency. You know, I can apply for things. I can, um, well, I have an agent now, but, you know, before I had the agent, I could apply for things. You know, I, uh, the show uh, that you saw me in uh, off-Broadway, I, I got without an agent, I, you know, submitted through, um, I think it was through Actors Access. Um, I wouldn't uh, have been able to do that in the UK. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing to be like, okay, there's like ownership of your career right, a bit more. Right, um, Yeah, you kind of have, a, I, I guess in either case, but you you have this responsibility uh, or ownership over your career, May, perhaps more ownership because you have the opportunity to submit yourself yeah. to, to these auditions. Yeah. When was it that you first discovered that acting was not only something that you enjoyed and something that you liked, but something that you wanted to pursue professionally? Because at least in my experience, there's been a lot of people I've met where like no matter what their background is, if they take an acting course or an improv course, and this is by no means everybody, but it's just been my experience, is that no matter who they are, they really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But of course, for a variety of reasons, some people just decide to take courses, some people just decide to do community theater, others pursue it professionally. So when was it and what was it that <laughs> inspired you to not only dive deeper into this craft, but then also pursue it on a professional level. Um, I'm one of those really boring people who I just always did it. Um, from when I was like, I don't know, six years old, I was taking like Saturday morning classes and um, I just found, found it very early, found that I liked doing it very early and then became totally totally obsessed with theater in general and like and would like research all about it and spent you know I was you know when I was a teenager I would go and buy cast albums and listen to them and go through all the liner notes and see who <laughs> who'd played what and um you know reading scripts and I, I you know I was a big kind of theater geek and I did a lot of community theater uh when I was a teenager and uh yeah and so I I kind of I don't know when the moment was that I decided that that's what I wanted to do professionally because I think I think if you ask my mum she she'd probably say that I just always assumed that that's what I would do professionally <laughs> um which is kind of an awful I, I you know I just never really considered anything else right, right um she begged me to go to university when I was like 18 I was like no I'm going to drama school so uh and that's what I did so I after straight after school I uh, applied and auditioned and got into drama school did that for three years um and then graduated and started being an actor it's, yeah it's not not a very varied no that <laughs> life I think, story I think, uh, in a lot of ways that specificity is something that is and that focus too whether you knew it or not, you, you had this hyper focus on, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's what I've always been doing, and I'm not going to stray from this. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of just call it an obsession. I, I was just sort <laughs> of like sort of unhealthily obsessed with it all, um, you know, and passionate. But like, yeah, I think I, I, it's only like as I've got older that I've gone, oh, you know, there's other things that are interesting too. <laughs> and, you know, I like, I enjoy doing other things too, but, you know, yeah. it's, uh, 
that's kind of uh, been a late discovery. <laughs> what is it specifically about acting that you find that you're drawn to? What What is it about it that really fuels your passion for this craft? Well, I think now, now that I'm older and have spent time, you know, working on lots of stuff, I think really what I love about theatre I say theatre because primarily that's what I've done. Um, but what I love about acting and, you know, telling stories and all of this in general is it's it's about humanity, isn't it? It's about humans. And as you say about connection, it's I think it really is about a passion for human interaction and like seeing how humans behave in different situations um, and whether that's you know people at their best or at their worst it's fascinating that's why we that's why we tell stories that's why we watch tv shows that's why we watch documentaries it's all storytelling it's all us trying to understand how humans work uh and what and trying to and 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 seeing that other people have the same experiences as us and have the same feelings as us you know, um, I saw a friend's show the other day as part of the Origins Festival, the Irish uh, Festival in New York. And there was something in that play where she talked about um, this very uh, emotional moment in her life where she and she and but all she could think about was, oh, I'm not I'm not I, I, I don't think I'm feeling the right thing. I, I should be feeling, th I should be crying or I should be feeling this emotion that I expect people to be feeling at this moment, but I'm not. I'm thinking about how I should be feeling. Um, and I went and I was like, oh, that's so real. That's yeah. like, I've, I've experienced that, yeah. which is exactly what theatre should do. It should, it, show, it should show you that, you know, your, your experience of the world is echoed in other people's experience of the world and that we are connected in that way it's really one of these powerful in a lot of senses uh, a visceral experience when you see something like that and you're right i you know as you as you were talking like it's it it's such a difficult thing to describe because we're we're talking about innately human beings and it's like one of those things and personally why i love theater so much is like you have to experience it and then you really have that sort of dialogue or internal dialogue with the character like oh my gosh i know exactly how you're feeling and the amazing thing about it is that everything that you're seeing on stage is i guess technically fake technically an illusion but there's so much truth behind it well that's so interesting because when you say um it's fake that's because like Everything that I learned at drama school was about truth. The The word truth was used all the time. It's about, you know, whether you're playing a character that was, you know, invented by some bloke 200 years ago or something, um, totally made up. What that character is doing is the truth for them. And what you're trying to explore as an actor is what you're trying to get to as an actor is the truth of that moment. Yeah. So it's so it's it's interesting because... It's interesting to hear you use the word fake because I think 
I think in some ways, like made up things can be the most truthful. Yes. Weirdly. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with that. And what would you say, you know, you were mentioning before you, you've really have had this long career as an actor now, and it's been such a staple in your life. What would you say have been the biggest difficulties of being an actor? What, what have been the biggest struggles with regards to pursuing a career as an actor? Um, in general, uh, it's a really unstable profession. Um, so you can have a fantastic year, uh, one year, and do things that you'd never thought were possible. And you and you can think, oh, this is building. I can see it building. And then the following year might just not, for whatever reason, might not go your way. And, you know, and, and so it's like inconsistency is really hard to get your head around I think um and that's why you know so many actors foster side careers as well a, a, a secondary career to go alongside the work that they do um but yeah I mean you know not just not just in terms of financially although that's important too but like yeah I would say just the inconsistency of this life is really is a struggle it's a it's a challenge yeah um, like fi be. figuring out how to navigate all of that it's it's difficult and especially the like as you were just mentioning the really the, the highs and then the lows and when you're on those highs you you think that okay maybe i'll stay here but then you hit those lows pretty quickly yeah it's it, it's a tough thing yeah both uh inconsistency with work-wise financially schedule-wise as well with regards to what your your time is like and where you're putting your energy as well uh so yeah i could definitely relate to that it's about it's a it's a it's a real struggle it can be a real struggle like identity wise as well i think there's like there are times when you work more and you're like oh yeah i'm an you know i'm i'm an actor i'm this is what i do and then there's times when when work is scarce for whatever reason uh that can that can be a hard thing to process as well like how do how do i define who i am and what i do if i'm not doing the thing i'm supposed to be doing i think can be tricky um but yeah i would say inconsistency is the is the main the main challenge and schedule yeah schedule wise yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this actually what you're you're talking about with really the acting profession really being a challenge on on your identity and uh you know at, at moments you feel like oh yes I am an actor I'm, I'm working consistently and then you have those moments where it's like am I an actor <laughs> right now have you learned or what would you say you have learned about yourself as a human being through pursuing a career as an actor Wow. Um, Whether it be the craft or through the business of acting. I think um, I think what I've learned is that I'm much more innately optimistic than I might have thought I was before or than I might come across as uh, to some people. Um, I think, you know, you kind of you kind of have to be in some ways. You have to be somebody who believes that even though you might be going through a sort of rough patch that there that there's a reason to what to there's a point in carrying on pursuing it 
you know that's that's the most important thing really is just kind of trusting kind of accepting that it's not linear and trusting that you have worth and value as a performer or um or, and that there is worth and value in doing it you know um in sharing stories in 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 showing in holding a mirror up to humanity in uh, in exploring the the range of human emotions and it's an it's an important endeavor um i, I had a a teacher at college who um he used to say uh that never never belittle the work that you do as an actor because theater some people can uh you, you know belittle theater as sort of trivial or whatever um but he he would say what is the first thing that happens when some sort of totalitarian regime comes into power in a country they burn the books and they shut the theaters um and and he's true that's true you know because if you you know theater is the it's the voice of the people it's people connecting as humans and that's that can be dangerous you know uh, and it's that so it's really that's maybe that's not the best example but it's i i think that's a that is an example of why this is a serious and important endeavor even if what you're doing at the time is a sort of silly farce comedy with seemingly not very much depth that could be that also has a function and it has a oh, yeah. you know it has a real social function and i think like you know you have to own that the worth of that endeavor sometimes it's it's amazing that a lot of times the silly comedic the pieces that sometimes like you you said sometimes seem like a surface level they might lack depth it's amazing seeing the impact that they have on people those kind of shows bring so much an immense amount of joy to to people who and and, you know at that time really need it and yeah and exactly what you were saying i think there's a lot of value in that i think uh, why i'm drawn to theater no matter what the form is whether it's this light-hearted comedy or whether it's really this in-depth drama is that it strikes us it strikes an audience in in these unique points that are just so like it's so tangible like those feelings are so real and they're brought to the surface mm-hmm. and there's there's something that's really magical about that and it yeah like we were saying before it's it's really difficult to put into words yeah well i think with with comedy it's like it's escape isn't it it's escape it's joy you know if you spend your day like so many people's lives are very difficult and um you know what a gift to be able to you know for them to come and spend two hours in your you know in your company and for you and your castmates to be able to make them laugh and forget whatever terrible day they've just had or whatever that's an incredibly important thing yeah um do you think that non-actors so of course obviously tons of non-actors go to the theater all the day all all, every day all the time Mm -hmm. uh do you think that non-actors can also benefit in some way from actor training and if so how that's really interesting um i uh yeah i think well i think they would 
if they did it. I I, um, I actually teach quite a lot now, um, and uh, not everyone that comes to work the workshops with me is a professional actor or wants to be. You know, uh, they just maybe love Shakespeare or love you know connecting with other people in that way it's a it, it, it i think what fundamentally what you're doing as an actor is playing and there's very little opportunity especially as an adult um to in normal life to play uh without any sense of feeling like oh that's a bit silly or Oh, I shouldn't, you know, I no, I should really do something a bit more, you know, sensible. But if you come to, you know, you go and do a workshop, you know, uh, or a class in acting, you're just pretending. You get to pretend for a couple of hours and forget that, you know, again, it's like a... And, and connect with what you used to do all the time as a kid, you know. Uh, it's really important, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that there, there's actually this really good book on play... It's called it's called play uh, by this doctor. His name is Doctor Stuart Brown, and it's all about how play is really this vital element to us as human beings, and how crucially important it is for us to play on a regular basis. How how it invigorates the imagination and the soul, and uh, that's why I love that there are non-actors who are taking a course with you because you're absolutely right. I think that as we become adults, play is, is it's seen as a childish thing. It's seen as not a priority. Mm-hmm. But I think if the more more of us played and really just engaged in, in whether it was an acting course or improv or me, or me if you, even if it's just playing sports or something like mm-hmm. that, if the more if more of us did that, I'm I'm a big believer that the world would be a happier place. I know that's I like think you're right. That's I think, a big statement, but I think it's true. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a, it's something I'm like. I think we are like really blessed that we get to pretend, you know, for you know, for a lot of our adult life, you know, and that we have been able to connect to that. You know, not everybody gets to, and I think it's yeah. I think it would be great if if they if if people knew that they could do that now kind of on the flip side to kind of ask another question in relation to that question uh, i was meant we were you know just mentioning about how actor training can be beneficial in a lot of ways to non-actors in your experience through training as an actor how do you believe that it's helped in your interactions with people whether it's people from different backgrounds or different industries, do you, do you believe like your actor training has helped in the development of relationships or, or interactions with people that you might meet on a daily basis? I mean, yeah, uh, I, ex- I, I expect so. I don't, I mean, I don't know really. Uh, I think what, um, what an actor training allows you to do is to tap into um, is to, is to understand yourself better, is to tap into uh, your emotions and your and things that are going on inside of you, is to express yourself, um, is to and is to as you say to connect with fellow people in a room together. You know, which 
without judgment. And I think that can only be beneficial, really. I uh, I can't quantify how that affects my day-to-day life. Um, but I think it must do, you know, to have to have experienced that when, you know, so much of society or so much of society can be so closed off in today's world. Um, you know, we can, it, it's possible to, you know, work from home and not see anyone and engage only on social media. And, and, and I think as actors, I think sometimes it's easy for us to forget the, the skill sets that, that we have with when it comes to communication and mm-hmm. interaction, because a lot of times we are living in, a, in very isolated silos where we can work from home. There's a lot of great things about working from home and a, a lot of advantages with that sort of flexibility. But for those people who just work at home all the time and they're just home day in and day out, it, it really, at least I believe it can take a toll. And I think that having the ability to really just get out there and step outside your comfort zone as well to interact and communicate with people. I I think it's an important skill set. And I I know at least for myself as an actor, it's given me a deeper understanding of what empathy is and how to relate and connect with people who are completely different from myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's actually empathy is exactly the right word it's you know if you have the opportunity to try on somebody else's shoes yeah maybe that does allow you to empathize with other people more i i don't know um in the same way but that you know in the same way that you know being a nurse helps with empathy you know you see so many different types of people you you know you treat them all and you and you hear their stories you that that kind of job also would you know increase those sorts of social skills nurses are like some of the most nicest people i've ever met they have to be um, yeah otherwise yeah. otherwise you're like what are they doing in this hospital <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't belong here <laughs> I, I to kind of go off of what we were discussing before you brought this up a little bit with regards to uh social media mm-hmm. and obviously as actors i think that and this is always sort of this tension point for me is that social media is playing a more active role in our careers for better or for worse. And I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective, if you could talk a little bit about what, what does an online presence mean when you're an actor? Uh, well, I think it's, I think it's important. Uh, it's important that if somebody like, for example, Googles, hears about you or meets you and Googles you that they can see that you are who you say you are. Uh, I think that's important. I think it's, uh, you know, good. For example, you know, I have a website. Uh, I think it's good to be able to be searchable and to have some information about who you are, what you do. Um, so I think that can be beneficial. I uh, I don't really buy into the whole um branding side of uh social media that that's i know some of my colleagues in the past have talked about um creating a you know creating a fostering a brand through your instagram content or whatever to me that feels like problematic 
How um, so? Well, because it because it becomes about um, curating, uh, you know, who I am, and and as though you know, it, Instagram, I guess, or Twitter and things are supposed to be, I guess, fundamentally, uh, and uh, about you expressing your ideas or your thoughts, um, or you know who you are, and I think sometimes that idea of like branding myself comes with a like here's how i want people to see me oh, do you yeah. know what i mean which i yeah. think is uh not necessarily always tr truthful and and sort of just that just kind of worries me a bit however i use social media a lot in my career um, particularly with um you know workshop leading and things like that we advertise almost entirely on social media um, and that's been a really great way to get the word out. Um, getting reviews on social media is really oh, important. Like, yeah. So it's like, it can be incredibly helpful um, in terms of creating a, a network of people that know who you are and what you do. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a double-edged sword maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's always a matter of balance and figuring out that balance. And th that's something that I've I've been trying to figure out as well with regards to the the whole branding aspect and figuring out like oh okay do I need to be more specific about my brand and like sometimes I, I start to get like a little bit heady about it in in, in my mind and I I, th I think you're right I think that sometimes there's too much of an emphasis on that there's too much of an emphasis on really curating a, a digital identity mm -hmm. when uh, especially in the acting profession it's it's very much about being present and being in the here and now e even if you're watching tv or film like when those actors are on set it's you know it's it's all about that mm -hmm. and but at the same time i could see how social media profiles can help in the promotion aspect and so I don't know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like social media for promotion, but not necessarily for identity. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's, kind yeah. of a blurry line. Isn't it's it? tricky. It's tricky because I also think there's probably some people out there that would massively disagree with me and say, oh no, like it's really important to me to foster my, uh, my brand on social media so that, so that people can understand who I am and understand where to place me in terms of casting uh, I I I just don't I just don't know if I can do that for myself <laughs> you know which is you know but there's no judgment yeah do you find that in the the projects that you've worked on I'm tr trying to figure out how to phrase this question does does technology, whether it be our smartphones or, or maybe just our infatuation with the online world, do you, do you find that ever interrupts the acting process at all, whether it's with yourself or whether it's with your fellow collaborators or castmates, mm -hmm. either in the rehearsal room or when you're trying to build something together? If that question makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it before. Um, I think there's definitely, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's changed so much over the last sort of 10 years. Yeah. Um, people are so much more presently 
on the internet all the time. Uh, I couldn't say. I feel like most people in a rehearsal room are pretty good about like putting their phones away and on silent or off. Um, or at least that's m in terms of my experience of processes. Um, and that helps, I think, because yeah. if you were all kind of checking your phones all the time, it, you wouldn't be able to necessarily create a focused enough environment. To, and it wouldn't be professionally. <laughs> probably. <laughs> at least wouldn't. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But then at the same time, you know, I have been involved in shows where, um, you know, like when I was in Puffs, we were on, you know, we would do Instagram takeovers of the official account. You oh, know, yeah. On the I've thing. tuned into a few of those. Those are a oh, lot of have? fun. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like that. And that's kind of part of your job becomes about um promoting the show uh, not just doing the show but promoting the show via via social media so it's uh yeah and i guess engaging people in that way too engaging fans or or audiences or potential audiences which as well. was so important i mean in that show that was r actually really really important because the fan base for that show was really wide and and really loyal and um so they would follow all of all of um those posts and follow everyone on social media and so that that was kind of that was probably my first experience of that being of social media really actively being a part of the process um but um yeah i i, I don't think it's necessarily positive or negative i've never really felt so far that social media has negatively affected a process yeah um yeah i'm wondering you know kind of going from here i uh, you you really have had this uh real really interesting career from having started in london now you're living in new york i understand that you've done comedy you've done drama it's really this uh diverse experience that i, I feel like is is different from you know a lot of actors what would you say would be your words of advice for people listening to this podcast who are either actors themselves who are, you know, trying to make headway or whether it's someone who's never done acting before and they're thinking of getting into the into the business or into the industry just based on your own personal journey and where you're at now? What, what would you advise? So what I would say um, really changed how I relate to the the acting industry is when I started making my own stuff uh about eight years ago i i'd been i'd done some plays um after leaving drama school i you know I'd been quite lucky I'd done some nice things um and then I started making my own things in two thousand twelve and it really changed my life because it gave me this sense of oh I'm not just an actor for hire who goes and is always part of somebody else's project and someone else's vision I actually have a creative opinion um and I can and I can make something you know I can I can write something or I can put on a a show or I can uh, you know I you know I have friends who make short films and you know I the minute that I changed that perspective for myself I found that actually really helped my career um, because people started looking at me slightly differently, like casting people. Um, I had a, I was having a drink with a casting director who who I worked with um, 
a few times a while ago and she said oh you know the first time i saw you was doing um this weird cabaret act that i used to do in london on a boat and i was like you were there because there was like 50 people there that night i didn't think anyone had seen that <laughs> um but she was like yeah and so when you walked into the audition for the for this show that i did at the rsc she was like i knew who you were and like and and i was like oh yeah he's great and i was like oh wow that's wow you never you just don't know how and obviously then she has a completely different perspective on who i am because i've shown her so much of my personality already through the thing that i've created wow um and uh i i do think like my advice would be if you have um if you are interested in writing if you're interested if you have friends that write if you if you want to collaborate on something devise something i would say like try and just try and create because that's 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 when you become uh I think that's when you have like become an artist, really. Uh, and it sounds like there's some sort of not shift. Just that, that sounds really pretentious. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's uh, pretentious does. at all. Uh, no, I don't, like, I don't mean. I, and also, that doesn't. That's not a negative reflection on people who don't. I don't think it's pretentious at all. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that when we give ourselves the opportunity to create our own work. It it puts our career in our own hands. Well, and like for you, this podcast is part of that creating, right? You're yeah. you're taking agency and you're making your own thing, which is uh, uh, it's about your perspective. You know, th- this podcast is is thematically on, following your passion, and that and that changes how people view you and it and it and it may and it also for you in terms of what we were saying earlier our identity how we see ourselves in the industry if if i'm able to make stuff and if i'm able to take agency in that way that changes my relationship to the industry i'm not just waiting for the phone to ring yes um yeah that's that's what i'd say wow so yeah for our actors out there if you can go out and make your own work because I, and I to go off that too, I think that that we learn a lot about ourselves as as actors and and as artists as well when mm-hmm. we really just take this concept or idea that and, and when it comes into our mind, we're like, oh, this is kind of silly. I don't know if people are going to get it, but if we give ourselves the opportunity to see it through, it, it really is amazing what we can create. Mm-hmm. So. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate not only you coming on the show, but also your work as an actor, really. And and not only your work as an actor, but your thoughtfulness, too, when it comes to acting. You really bring this aliveness to your work that is very inspiring as a a fellow actor. And so so I appreciate you not only coming on the show, but I appreciate the work that you're doing. So thank you. Thanks, Pat. I really appreciate that. Where can our listeners find out more about you and all the great work that you're doing? Um, so my website is www.itsharrywaller.com, I-T-S, Harry Waller. Um, or you can, I have uh, Instagram. It's Harry underscore Waller underscore. Uh, and then... I, I have a. Can I plug my company? Yes, uh, please. So do. Uh, I have a, a, a 
company that uh, was set up by a an, uh, Royal Shakespeare Company director that uh, called Owen Horsley, um, who's a friend of mine, and we do workshops and coaching and training in New York and in London. Uh, so uh, we have our Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash Bard City, B-A-R-D City. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll make sure to include the links to all those in the show notes. So listeners out there with this episode, just scroll down in the show notes and all those links will be provided. So be sure to check them out. One last question for you, Harry. So this podcast, as, as we've talked about before, is all about the importance of developing meaningful relationships, specifically in our digital age. I'm wondering from your perspective as an actor and as a human being, <laughs> what is your definition of a meaningful relationship? Wow. Um, I think a meaningful relationship is one that is mutually beneficial for people. So I, you know, in terms of a friendship, it's a friendship where I'm, I, I, I receive from you something that enriches my life and hopefully you receive from me something that enriches your <laughs> life. I love what you're saying though about it being mutually mutually beneficial. I think that you it, can sometimes have relationships where it's it's one way or the other. You know, you're you're either like taking from somebody's what they're giving uh, or 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 the other way around and I think uh yeah, I think a really meaningful relationship is one where you connect and you both receive something from each other. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> so, Harry, thank you so much again. Of course. Thanks, Pat. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Harry Waller. I really hope you gained a lot from this. Harry was very eloquent in the way that he spoke about his career as an actor, but then also how acting can really develop this human connection that is so needed today in our digital age. So Harry, thanks so much for coming out on the show. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Also, if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. Said voicemail may be released in a future episode of Ships, so please call in. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes with insightful messages and inspiring guests. So if you're interested in supporting, head on over to the show notes, scroll down, and click the link provided. If you're interested in having me as a guest speaker at your upcoming event, head on over to patmccandrew.com and contact me there. I love speaking at a wide variety of events, whether they be at corporations, at educational institutions, or within your communities. So feel free to reach out. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to yet another episode of the Ships Podcast. And as always, I'll catch you all in the next episode.